Welcome to our podcast, Doing It Right. This podcast reveals authentic stories from successful leaders doing it right. It's about their journey to become a leader, their choices, motivations, and lessons. In essence, how they built successful personal brands. Your host is Valerie Sokolowski, author of eight leadership books and nationally known as an authority on executive presence and personal branding. Let's get started. Here's Valerie. Well, good morning and good afternoon and hello to all of you. We've got a show today that I think will touch everyone because it's about having a can-do attitude. And we all know that in order to do things right, that's the kind of attitude we got to have. Before we start, I do want to thank again the Betty Ryder Boutique in uh, Northwest Highway Plaza. It's designer clothing for the woman who is discerning, so stop by. Today, you know, we've heard a lot about positive attitude. We all know that that's important, right? And it makes such a difference in whether we succeed or fail. We know that too. In fact, if you write the word attitude out on a piece of paper, if you haven't tried this before, do it. Just write the word attitude on a piece of paper and then assign a number to each of the letters. So example, A is number one, T is number 20. And if you add the numbers up, it equals 100. And that simply means attitude is 100% of what's really important in life, even more than your skill set. My guest today is Robin Daniels. She's a leader with an anything is possible attitude, and it uplifts all who are around her, including me. We've had such a great conversation already this morning. You'll see in a minute. She's Vice President of Marketing, Communications, and Admissions for McMurray University in Abilene, Texas. I wanted her to be a guest on the show today because she has maintained an I-can-do-anything attitude when she could have easily fallen back in her journey of life into the doldrums, and she didn't. So I want to welcome you, Robin. You came all the way from Abilene. <laughs> yes, I did. How far was that? Uh, it was about three hours from here. So it's it's in West Texas, or I call it West Texas. They call Abilene big country. Big. But, so it's big country, but I um, headed back. It was kind of going back home because I was originally from Big Spring, which is a little farther than Abilene, uh-huh. before I came to Dallas. And I headed back to Abilene in December when I accepted the position at McMurray University. And I have had so much fun every day since I've been back in big country. You know, as we talked uh, this morning, I said to you, you are just beaming. So <laughs> I want to hear, first of all, the title of our of our podcast today was I Can Do Anything. Um you really talked about the the I am possible. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that little well, quote. Well, you know, I always admired uh, Audrey Hepburn and also Catherine Hepburn just for their independence and their grace. Uh-huh. And when I ran across Audrey Hepburn's quote that nothing is impossible, the word itself says I'm possible, Isn't a light bulb went off in my head. And it has been something that has driven me every day. Um, since I really discovered it uh, is is something that was important to me Hmm. is that possibility is about realizing that you're possible possibility is about not accepting defeat but finding 
a road. It may be a different path. Mm-hmm. It may be, but you can get to the end of the journey, and or the journey may change along the way, and not to get upset, mm-hmm. but to rather accept the new challenge, the new opportunity, or whatever is in front of you. All right, so let's talk about that journey. You were uh, an entrepreneur. You had mm-hmm. your own very successful marketing PR company. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so going from being a business owner, from there, what was the journey from there and why that led you to where you are now? Well, let's go back to the time when I really started my business. I was working for another smaller agency and the agency kind of changed focus uh, due to a move. And so the uh, woman who headed up the agency was gracious and said, you can work with your clients and start your own business or you can find another job. all of a sudden said, okay, well, I've done this, why not? So what's possible? What's and possible? so I accepted it. And so for 15 years, I was had the fun part of leading a team, going through the ups and downs of being a business owner and learning everything there was about that challenge from uh, not just being able to be- create beautiful ad campaigns or do PR stories or do that sort of thing, but really deal with people, mm-hmm. look at cash flow, all of those things that as a business owner we have to think about. Yep. But there was something that was just toward the end of that journey, uh, 15 years, there was something that was missing. And I didn't know what it was. And I think it kind of came about the time we all were introduced in, I think it was about 2009 to Simon Sinek's uh, Why. Yes. Okay. And I realized that I was doing a lot of what and how, but I really wasn't being driven by why. And so that's kind of where my journey. I think I'd already kind of realized a little bit about the aspect of self-branding and the importance of learning who and what drives you. But he really kind of opened the eyes for a lot of us to a why statement and what drives us. And your why can change over time. Your why sure, can evolve. evolve. Mm-hmm. But you, you, you're purpose-driven versus the how and the what. So you, you combined, what I'm hearing you say is, I know you went through the personal mm-hmm. branding process. Yes, I did. I did. It was fun. It was fun. That's good. <laughs> and so what did you get from that that then kind of, I would say, cemented when you heard the what's your why? How did those two come together well, for I you? Well, you, you identify what are, are the important things for you. So you're asked mm-hmm. to go through and think about things that are important. You're asked to look at yourself. And then you are you're asked to ask others to tell you what they think. And the aspect of it is, do they align? Do uh, they align? Mm-hmm. And if they don't, where's the alignment missing? Is it because you have missed the alignment or is it because you're not presenting the right message? And so you are able to kind of adapt and learn what you're doing. I had a lot of people over the years that said, oh, you know, once we get to know you after we've hired you, it's so much fun to work with you. But they said, they said, but up front, you're just so stiff. Oh, uh, you're so, uh, you're just not personable. That would be hard to take, Robin. Well, How did you take something like that? You don't. You listen. I mean, wow. if you don't say, aha, okay, what can I do? Why? So, so then you go back and you explore, why is it? Well, there's an, ad, there's an aspect to, okay, I want to be seen as respectful. I want to be seen as important. I want to be seen as this. Mm-hmm. 
So you have to learn about how do you smooth the edges. And so for me, it was smoothing the edges. I love that, smoothing uh, it was, the edges. It was really learning mm. and not being um, hurt by what was said, mm-hmm. but being able to say, they're just trying to make me better. Well, and for the most part, let's be clear, since mm-hmm. I have that assessment mm-hmm. that you went through, <laughs> uh-huh. for the most part, honestly, it's, it's very enlightening things that identify your reputation out in the marketplace mm-hmm. and it's for the most part very revealing in a very positive way i think what you're saying is when there's any comment that might be a little edgy i love you saying and that's when we say to ourselves do i want to you gotta wanna mm-hmm. do i want to soften those edges and so from there now you've got that you were very clear on what your brand is mm-hmm. and if I had to ask you that, this is a, a quick question that I don't know that you're prepared to answer, but I'll <laughs> ask it anyway. If there's one word, Robin, at this stage of your life, because we evolve, mm-hmm. if there's one word that you would say, this word says what my brand is. What's one word that connector? You, ah, see, I knew you'd do that. Mm-hmm. Connector. Uh, why do you say that? Uh, because it's about connecting people. Mm-hmm. It's about opening up your opportunity to share your network of people, or opening up your knowledge to somebody to connect them with something uh, that drives me. It's fun. It's fun to see somebody learn something new or meet somebody new. Yeah. And so something that I learned very much in our our journey was that I was a connector. Mm-hmm. I was a kind of a piece that brought people together. And um, I embraced it and yeah. I enjoyed it. And not everyone is a connector. You do it very naturally. You just think about where can I connect different people. And that's a skill, by the way, that can be learned. We know mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But it's a gift when it's something that you do naturally. Mm-hmm. So take us from uh, the entrepreneur and then other vice president positions and finally well, where you um, are. You know, I ended up with the agency. At the end of my uh, time at the agency, I was uh, I had gone back to graduate school. I had waited a little bit of time to get my master's in business administration. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but I st- it was something I'd always desired to do uh, because of the curiosity in me and I'd learned things. I'd started as a business major in college, mm-hmm. but I switched to art history. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. I did, I did. And, uh, and I wanted to kind of go back and because there was aspects to the business that I really did love. I mean, I loved finance. I wasn't necessarily good at it, but I just loved the concept of finance. I loved the concept of hmm. strategy. I loved the concept. And by the way, I was like, you know, you go into a meeting and you go into something and you started realizing that a master's degree was very important to be to gain respect. And you weren't 20 when you no. went no, to no, get I was your not. master's I was one degree. of the elder ones in the class. So I will admit that. Mm-hmm. But the fun part about it was there was the, the program was an executive program that allowed us to work with people who were much younger than we were to people that were much older. And bringing together different mm-hmm. perspectives was very, very eye-opening for me. And so at the end of that journey, I knew that there was something more for me. And so I worked to work for a health system for a while, kind of uh, because I had the marketing and PR background, went into a little bit of fundraising, because again, that's about connecting people. Yes, it is. And that's about connecting a philanthropy to a vision, a philanthropist to a vision. It's about connecting things. So it was like about connecting to I finally really found the path. The path was always kind of opening to me. I was learning things along the way about myself. 
about what it meant to lead, about I wasn't ready. I was a leader at the agency, but I don't know what that I was a self-leader. What's and the difference? I, well, I think a self-leader is really you are driven by your own goals. While I was driven by revenue goals and things to the agency, I wasn't driven by the purpose. And so I changed to being purpose-driven. And when I did that, things changed for me in how I started seeing things. And the path from, for where I was supposed to go opened up. Mm. And so then I got curious about higher education. I got curious about kind of going back because what higher education had done for me was open this door and open that door. And I just wanted other people to see the benefit of it. And there's so much discussion about, is it worth, worth it for you? Is, it to, is there a value to it today? Mm -hmm. And you know, what is it? And I just wanted people to realize that higher education has its value to you. It makes you to become a critical thinker. Well, critical thinker, okay. That's a question I want to ask about students that go to the university. Mm -hmm. What are you seeing the average student of today in university is like? We hear and we are told many times about, well, this is what they aren't. This is what they don't do. What are you finding on a positive note? The student of today, what are they like? I think they're amazing. I think they're smarter than we were. I mean, I, I hate to say it, sure. but, but I think that they're, they're asking the right questions about what's the value of this for me. What, Are they critical thinkers? Um, the, I hope they leave critical thinkers. I think they come with the thought process, mm -hmm. but I think they have to learn what it means to evaluate different ideas and determine whether or not it's important for them, so, whether it fits into their life. In, in, the, in your university, mm -hmm. McMurray University, mm -hmm. you said earlier that it's different in mm -hmm. that it has so many opportunities for students who may not know that there are opportunities like this. So tell the audience what what, uh -huh. what you can offer to people that maybe don't know. Well, McMurray is a, a small liberal arts college mm -hmm. in uh, Abilene, Texas, one of three. Uh, it is, uh, it's grounded in the Methodist uh, church, so that's kind of what affiliation is. And we are small. We've got an, about 1,100 uh, student enrollment, but it's very personalized. And we hear a lot about, uh, a lot of people tout small classes. But when you're sitting across the table from a, an amazing professor and there's five of you in the class, and that professor is focused, what personalized attention. That's what amazing. And there are some amazing amazing uh, professors there, whether you're talking about a professor of sociology or a professor of biology or a professor of uh, history. Uh, what you're being exposed to is people who are very, very much uh, dedicated to making sure that these students, who may not be the highest scoring students a ACTs, mm -hmm. but they certainly do have potential. They certainly do have a drive. And I saw it in our graduating, I've only been there seven months now, but I saw it with some of our graduating um, seniors this, this past uh, spring. What a drive. I watched one man, uh, who a young man who was coming, he drove from San Angelo to McMurray three days a week. Okay, that's 200 miles round trip a day. That's is commitment. that is that commitment? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He knew what it was important to do, and he became somebody that inspired me. That is true commitment. 
Well, that goes That's, back to your impossible. Uh-huh. And he knew it. Uh-huh. And so when I asked him, I said, okay, now you're going into education. He says, well, the the, well, the company that I was working for, he was working for an oil company, has offered me an opportunity that I can't turn down right now uh-huh. because I got my degree. And I said, well, congratulations. And, you know, and then we had another young student who was a freshman. And the Battle of the Flowers uh, competition in San Antonio is an oratory competition. And he was a freshman. And so one of our history professors, uh, Dr. Frazier, said to these freshmen, well, do you want to compete in this? And mm-hmm. they said, well, why? And he said, well, there's a $3,000 prize for the first place. <laughs> Believe I <Okay>. will. <laughs> OK, I'll, I'll try. Why not? So here, our little Reagan uh, went down and got first place oh. up against students from TCU, from Rice, seniors, debate students. But this young man came in first place. He a tried. Freshman. He, I'm a possible. Freshman. There you go. And he, 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 and it was the most beautifully well done. He did it for us when he got back. Uh, speech. And so that's the story at McMurray. There are possibilities that we see every day in the students that we are impacting. And how wonderful it is to be a part of that impact. Yes, I I can only imagine when you see young people (laughs) blossom. Uh And you, back to that quote, it's Uh interesting. Say it again, Audrey Hepburn's Uh quote, specific. Okay, nothing is impossible. The word itself says I'm possible. Okay. Uh I just think it's fascinating how you can perhaps read a quote. You did. You Uh read that quote, and that quote was a turning point for you to the point that now you're running marathons and you didn't even consider oh you can't get, you can't say marathons only half half <laughs> i don't care what it is i can't run around the block mm-hmm. that's amazing how did that happen well it was very interesting and it was recent right i, I didn't start until after graduate school uh-huh. so and i finished graduate school in may of 2013 and so my husband while i was in school started running again and so it was kind of fun. And he's like, well, you can run. I'd never run in my life. Oh, I had no desire to run. But it was like I had this time available to me now because mm-hmm. I'd been studying. I got up in the morning at 4 to study because I was better in, in the morning. So every morning I had four hours of time uh-huh. for studying. So I, I took it one step at a time. I started. Literally. I did. I started with a run-walk program. And then all of a sudden, um, here I am. I, I can't. I, I, they said, well, you can, you can make it through a half marathon, 13.1 miles. I said, really? Well, I'd made it through a 10K. I'm like, okay, well, I don't have to have a, you know, one-hour time like a, you know, ultra-fabulous, fa- you know, top marathoner, half marathoner. But I, you know what? If I get across the goal line, that's enough, or, or the mm-hmm. finish line, that's enough. And that's what I did. And so now I enjoy it. It's a, it's a fun little, it's a social thing for me mm-hmm. because you, you kind of run with people, you have fun as you're training, and you do things. So it became a social aspect for me, but it became a I'm possible and look at what I have. And then you like the little bling that comes along with it. <laughs> you know, come on, do you have the best medal and what is it? So there's a lot of fun about it. And, and, and it's a lot of a, a feeling of a sense of accomplishment. And when how many? How many? I've done how 15 many? now. 15 marathons. Mm-hmm. That really says a lot about I'm possible. Mm-hmm. And that leads to one other thing. It can be a quote that is inspirational to us, but it's also sometimes something that someone says. You never know what you say to a person that years later they may come back and say, you know, when you said that really hit. And so mm-hmm. just the inspiration that I know you're giving is is uh, is really important. What um, 
at this point is the most impactful thing that you are doing with these students? Well, I think the most impactful thing that, and as we go into our next year, mm-hmm. we just went through orientation this last weekend, and I see the look on the face of excitement, but I see a look of a little fear, you know, of what's about, because oh, here, they, sure. here they've had this, you know, going on in school, in high school. There's a little bit more of a schedule. Now they're going to be responsible for themselves, mm-hmm. and so now it's about helping them realize they're possible. I'm possible. It's about realizing what they can do and that if they flunk the first test as a lot of the professors will say don't get upset don't get down on yourself don't do this mm-hmm. uh, there's there's a way to move forward just keep keep going and you know I, the philosophy that I've always used with the team that I have and it's an amazing team I, I, I went in to find you know s- there was about I think I had a team of four there and I've expanded it to two more since I've gotten there. But what an amazing team I had in place. Hmm. What brilliant minds were sitting there in the room that just needed the opportunity to say, fly little birds, fly. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what I do every day. I mean, you know, I I think we talked a little bit about something that was very, very um, insightful for me from college and from my graduate program was micromanagement, perfectionism. I, for years, Oh, were you one of those, Robin? I was one of those. Oh. I'm a recovering perfectionist. Oh. And so perfectionism is not the trait you think it is because perfectionism creates micromanagement. It creates um, stagnation because Mm. you're never going to be perfect. You're never going to have something perfect. Thank you very much. Um, I know that. But I had a great cohort that taught me when we were going through, and I think I told you the story about the first paper that we were working on. It was a simple one-page paper. And I had this a, is it getting a, your a, MBA. When I was getting my MBA. Mm-hmm. And we were working on the paper. It was a simple one-page paper. <laughs> and um, let me say, simple one-page simple. paper. One page, uh, one page. Um, that probably should have had two or three rounds of revisions when the group stopped me and said, uh, after we got through the first one, said, I don't think we need 12 rounds of revisions next. Now. There's a point in time when good enough is good. Oh, it was just, it was eye-opening for me because I thought, am I hurting my team? Am I do- what am I doing? Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so I quickly worked very, very mm-hmm. hard mm-hmm. to shift because these people were relying on me to uh, carry my load and mm-hmm. here I was trying to get the font perfect the spacing perfect I didn't want this this widow here and I mean all of those little things that I see you know they that wasn't what they saw it was about the content mm-hmm. and so we shifted and so at that point I came to understand that there's a point in time to where good enough is fine mm-hmm. it doesn't have to have that final perfection well that's a good point just in business today because I'm uh, realizing more and more every day that people want simple communication in every way, mm-hmm. whether it's something you're writing, whether it's something you're saying, whether it's a, a speech you're giving. Certainly, it's in the PowerPoints that you put together. Mm-hmm. Simple, simple, simple. In fact, conversation is just really very simple. If you just have the clarity of this is the message, you know this in marketing, Mm -hmm. this is the message I wanna say. Now just say it. Mm -hmm. I remember very clearly, Robin, when I first started doing keynote speeches, and I was trying to make it perfect, like you said, and my husband said to me one day, and it was a light bulb, he said, stop trying to memorize 
just communicate. Just mm -hmm. talk to the audience like you would anybody. And that was just a switch. So that whether you're putting a proposal together, whatever, you said a one pager, and I'm sure you were trying to make it absolutely <laughs> perfect. So there's a really good mm -hmm, message there mm -hmm, for that. Mm -hmm. You know, some of the things that you've gone through in your life and now where you are, what are some things you would want to say to students who are either uh, preparing for college or getting right out of college into the workplace? And as you said, have this curiosity, but this fear. So what are some strong messages to say to them? They're going to hear a lot as they come out of school. You have potential, and that's mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. So I think they're going to be uh, honing their skills by looking at other people. As you know, we've probably looked at leadership styles over the years, whether it was a leadership style of Jack Welch or whether it was something that John Collins talked about, level five leadership. We we. we gain the knowledge to understand there's bits and pieces of every leader out there but we are our own leader yes and so we I think the beginning is about observing and what my biggest uh, focus now is listening first before I talk uh -huh. to understand so as as a young person coming out of school or as someone you know early in their career spend the time listening and observing to see what are the qualities that you want that make sense for you. Mm -hmm. And those qualities will change. Don't think it, but you'll, you will evolve as you go through it. You will be driven by, well, what do you think? It's kind of like when I went through the personal branding, it was a little bit about learning about myself. Mm -hmm. Today, I'm, I know pretty much what drives me. Um, I have to drive myself. I have to know what the goals are. I know what um, I work for uh, an amazing uh, president of a university. I know what she wants. Um, and so my goal is to make sure that I give that every day and that I have the personal goals that will help me achieve what she wants to achieve and what the board wants to achieve. That's a good lesson, too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This sounds really harsh, but it's true. What's important is what important people think is important. It's mm -hmm. not all about you, is it? No. 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 No, it is not. You quickly learn that. And, and I think that there's a point in time to where you know where your position is and you accept it with grace and dignity and have fun every day. Have fun every day. Mm -hmm. There's one more thing you mentioned, and I, I don't want to leave without you talking about it, which is when you're comfortable talking about making decisions when you got such clarity you said to me mm -hmm. uh, that you're you you knew your brand you knew mm -hmm. your strengths you owned who you were and what you bring to the table every day how did that then really help you become more comfortable when you're making decisions well i think i think we talked a little bit about Early on, I was driven by success. I wanted to be successful. Oh, I don't really, we all? I want to be successful. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, but what defines success? Exactly. Success is defined for each person differently. What I've changed is I want to make my contribution because contribution is about what you bring to the team. There are times to where I have to lead my team, but there are times to where I need to step back and let other people on the team lead, find their voice, find their their uh, path mm -hmm. to help us because they have more insight than I do. They're smarter than me, and it's okay that they're smarter than me yeah. because that's the reason. If I don't have people around me smarter than me 
and I think I'm the smartest person in the room, I'm doing a disservice to my team. Because Very all of wise. us, my, my philosophy, I had, when I ran the agency, we had what we called the 12 ways of Sonus. And one of them that we drove us very, very deeply was, none of us is as smart as all of us. That's and I good. drove that into people on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Do not let your ego get into place, play. Be confident, but not arrogant. Mm -hmm. Confident in your ability to drive, in your knowledge, to say, I know, I don't know, but don't be arrogant that you know everything. Arrogance doesn't take us very far, does it? It, it hurts it us. It hurts us. It stops our, it stops our progress. Yeah. Well, and, and in closing, the, uh, the piece you just said is really very valuable. If you just think about what contribution you're making, you will be successful because that's a whole different mindset. Mm -hmm. Instead of I have to be the first and I have to make the uh, the big bucks and all of that. Success comes. I really believe that. Success mm -hmm. comes when you do it right, i.e. the name of the show. Mm -hmm. Robin, it's mm -hmm. been so great having oh, you today. Oh, wow. Time flew. Time flies. I told you uh -huh. that. <laughs> I know. It does. And Thank keep you so much. You're welcome. Keep doing the wonderful things that you are at the university. And um, I wanted the listeners to recognize, too, that the university is one where you don't have to have a lot of money to go there. There mm -hmm. are Opportunities, opportunities to look into. Uh, we, we have opportunities for students mm -hmm. who are interested in a private university. And so we encourage them to think about us and to look at us differently. Um, there are some phenomenal universities out there that uh, have a lot of deeper marketing budgets than we do. And so our ours is to show the authenticity that exists on campus every day. And, and listeners, if they're interested, can certainly call mm -hmm. you at the university since mm -hmm. you're in charge of mm -hmm. admissions yeah. at McMurray University. We will get them in. in. Abilene. <laughs> All right. And I want to uh, be sure and tell you that next week we're going to have uh, a fascinating story, too. Coming up next week is a about an innovative company that just launched their new name and it's called Thrive, T-H-R-Y-V, Thrive. I love that name. It's catchy, isn't it? Not only does this company have uh, an all-in-one software app that small businesses can run their entire company on, but it also has what we really want to talk about next week, which is a Thrive Foundation. Now, let me tell you about this. It's a foundation that's dedicated to small businesses and entrepreneurs and making sure they succeed. So if you own or work with a small business, you won't want to miss next week's conversation when uh, the director of this foundation, Matthew uh, Gorjol, I love that name, Gorjol, it's just, woof, it just falls out. He says it much better than I. But he's going to explain how you can get benefit uh, from their free education from grants and a lot more. So if you're a small business entrepreneur, you be sure and tune in. Until next time, stay authentic, build your brand. Be sure you go into the podcast and subscribe, share, and here's something else. If you will send me an email that says you did that, I will send you a brand assessment, and you know which one it is, mm -hmm. to identify how strong your brand is. So just go in and share and subscribe to the podcast. Then send an email to Valerie at ValerieAndCompany.com. All spelled out, Valerie at ValerieAndCompany.com. Say, did it something like that in the subject line, and I'll send you that assessment. I think it's a fun one to take. Until next time, bye for now.
Thanks for listening. To receive Valerie's voice, free monthly leadership tips, and to learn more about her leadership programs and coaching, visit her website, ValerieAndCompany.com. Next week, we'll be here again to inspire, engage, and equip you with teachable points of view from successful leaders who have been doing it right. Until then, lead authentically.